The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong. As she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan, and it's great to be here with you today. I'm so glad you could take the time out to join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday right here, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, first up, we're talking about the First Lady, yes, the the big cheese herself, uh, Michelle Obama, and the marketing of the First Lady and the First Family. Now, the White House really appears to be marketing the First Family for full effect. And according to the L.A. Times earlier this year, reporters Peter Walston and Faye Fiore call it uh, similar to a reality show, uh, with the end game being to show that the first family is just really an ordinary family. Now, reporters say it's all part of a careful strategy to, quote, bolster the new president's popularity and political clout. Now, this all comes, especially at a time when he's promoting some things that, you know, are downright hard to deal with. The economy, the automobile bailout, uh, many, many, many things that are tough and really serious. So um, the marketing campaign comes amid all of that, and it has a lot to do with Mrs. Obama specifically. Her image carefully crafted and pushed out to the media in a way not seen with other first ladies. Mrs. Obama, you've probably seen her on the newsstands. She's graced the covers of many magazines and done a sit-down interview with Extra. She's been striking a deal uh, with the New York Times and the Washington Post to get the word out about their new dog, Bo, and also um, the girls at the annual Easter egg roll. Even website TMZ.com is in on the game, as is Us Weekly. Now, when it comes to their daughters, according to Wallstein and Fiore, the White House has worked to ensure that the media um, get a glimpse of the girls. They certainly are accessible, but according to the LA Times, there is an unwritten rule that White House photographers cannot capture images of the girls without also putting one of their parents in the picture. See, I didn't know that. You learn something every day on this show. Um, the girls um, really are fair game um, when they are participating in public events as well. But when it comes to the First Lady, it seems like everywhere you turn, it's someone's talking about her clothing choices, everywhere from what she was wearing when she stepped off Air Force One, by the way, in shorts, the first First Lady to ever do so, really setting off a stir, to her hair. Did she get it cut? Did she not get it cut? Who's, who's styling her? And she's really a mix of high fashion and accessible fashion, and that's been really good for the fashion business. 
Well, all of this marketing and positioning is paying off. A poll from the Pew Research Center back in April indicates that her uh, rating is, is favorable by 76% of Americans, and even Republicans viewed her favorably, 60%. That's up from before the election. Well, my guest today knows all of this and much, much more. She covers the Obamas on a daily basis, and we're going to be talking to Cynthia Cordy about the impact this First Lady has on American women and marketing in just a moment. But first... Speaking of fashion, our purse profile today is the Gucci girl. This is a single woman in her late 20s, early 30s with a higher income who are incredibly fashion conscious. There's nearly 2 million of these women, median age, 29, no children, employed full time, um, household income about $91,000, owning a condo or living in an apartment. This woman keeps up with fashion. She really looks at fashion magazines. They really help determine the clothes that she buys. And she's seeking change and variety in her style. And really, she considers herself the first among her friends to shop at a new store. She loves to get out and shop and window shop, not just buy. And she's willing to try new stores and brands and not particularly loyal to any particular one store or brand. Um, She is very ambitious and wants to get to the top of her career, Um, but she really does love the the people part of it. She enjoys entertaining people in her home. Now, what is she shopping and where is she shopping? Well, she's shopping at Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, Banana Republic, New York and Company, and Ann Taylor. Um, For cars, she's driving an Infiniti, a Cadillac, a Mercedes-Benz, or a Nissan. She's purchasing Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, Chanel, Guess, and Estee Lauder. And when it comes to her publications and cable television, very again, focused on style and fashion choices. She's reading Allure, Shape, Entertainment Weekly, Vogue, Self, Cosmo, and Elle. She's watching E, VH1, MTV, Lifetime, Bravo, and Encore. And she's online a lot, as you can imagine, because it is a younger woman. She's at iVillage, MySpace, eBay, USA Today, Travelocity, and Blockbuster.com. Well, maybe our Gucci girls are looking to Mrs. Obama as their fashion trendsetter. Perhaps they are. I would think that they probably are. Well, Cynthia Gordy can certainly answer that, I'm sure. She's the Washington correspondent with Essence Magazine, the magazine's first ever Washington correspondent, by the way. And she's responsible for developing and maintaining key relationships with the Obama administration. That includes the First Lady's staff and cabinet-level officers, along with covering issues of importance to the African-American community. She writes a monthly column in the magazine, and a daily Obama Watch section online. Her insight on the First Lady when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one set, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. 
LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. AffiliateContracts.com is an affiliate network like no other. Hands-on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization. And our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day. Seriously. And hey, want to make a lot of money fast? Check out our unbeatable, I mean unbeatable insurance offers. Higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because AffiliateContracts.com is committed to you for the long run. Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. AffiliateContracts.com. That's what the affiliate world needs. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Cynthia Gordy, Washington correspondent with Essence Magazine. Essence Magazine has a readership of more than 8 million African-American women. It's been around for 38 years. It's the leading source of cutting-edge information relating to every area of African-American women's lives. Well, today we're going to be talking about Michelle Obama's impact on American women and the media. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to have you on. And, I, you know, I feel like we've just been overwhelmed with so much coverage of the Obamas. I mean, clearly the race of the U- for the U.S. presidency was unprecedented. The American people electing the first African-American into the nation's highest elected office. And, and with Barack Obama came, you know, a wife, two beautiful children. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I mean, your magazine saw the need to make sure that it was in position to cover this administration very, very closely and named you, actually, the first ever Washington correspondent. That had to seem like such a a big role, or maybe not at the time. Oh, well, you're right. The magazine did think that it was important to have someone out here in Washington, D.C., to do daily on-the-ground reporting um, and interviews with this historic administration. and I think as much as some people see Essence as solely a women's lifestyle magazine with celebrity and hair stories, um, Essence, of course, has a long tradition of also covering news and politics and social issues. So it absolutely made sense to have someone come here in Washington. And uh, they asked me to do it. Um, it happened so quickly that I don't think I had a lot of time to worry about, I guess, the task ahead. Um, you know, they asked me just before Christmas, and a few weeks later I was living in D.C., and I jumped right in the pool. And um, it's, it's been really exciting so far. 
Oh, I, I, I'm sure uh, exciting is an understatement. I'm a <laughs> former journalist myself, and I, I, I've always said as a former journalist, I had a front seat on history, you know, and it's such an exciting administration. Have you? Do you feel like you've settled into the role? You said you didn't really have a lot of time to think about it. Have you kind of gotten into a pattern? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, there's definitely a learning curve in the beginning, especially, you know, at the very beginning, every single day, uh, the administration was bringing out a new policy or a new initiative or reversing a Bush policy, and there was so much happening and so much to cover that even veterans, um, you know, in Washington were kind of busier than than average. Um, but since then, you know, it's been about eight months now, so I've definitely found my groove and I've been able to prioritize which stories each day are going to have the most resonance for the essence reader. Um, so instead of going to every single speech and every single press conference, I can kind of prioritize what's what what I have to be at and what I think is important for our readers to know. And I mean, aside from having learned to do that, to manage my time in that way, another thing that makes it um, easier is that, you know, most of the stories I'm writing um, are with a very specific eye to what issues African-American women are most affected by or are most interested in. So if, if I'm interviewing, for example, Attorney General Eric Holder, I talk to him about closing Guantanamo Bay and how he plans to address, you know, despair, sentencing, and strengthening the Civil Rights Division, uh, and ending racial profiling. So, you know, everything I talk about really, um, you know, is fine-tuned. The conversations I'm, I'm having and the, the perspective that I'm writing from is fine-tuned to issues that are even more uh, dire in the African-American community and makes it more focused and prioritized for me. Well, and I would imagine, too, sometimes just news of the day demands that you write about it. I mean, I was looking at your blog posting today. It was all about the guy yelling out, you're a liar to, to President Obama. I mean, sometimes you just have to write about news of the day, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, every, I mean, and every day depends on what's going on. I mean, the summer has been, well, now that Congress is back in second session, things are picking up. The summer was kind of quiet, though. But, um, you know, my, my schedule largely depends on what's going on that day. Um, so, like, you know, the first thing I do in the morning is write a blog post. And today the big news, I mean, not the, one of the big stories of the day was that the House is going to be voting on whether to reprimand uh, uh, Representative Joe Wilson for his outburst at the president's speech last week. And I know that's an issue that a lot of our readers were really angry about. So I wanted to sort of put that out there and see what they were thinking about it. But other days, you know, I might be following the First Lady's visit to, you know, a local health clinic or an elementary school, or it might be a speech that the president's giving or a bill he's signing. Um, it's, all, it's all really different. And then I'm sort of just blogging and tweeting about it throughout the day. Yeah, you're staying busy for sure. I mean, between between hopping between a press conference and photo ops and everything else that you have to do, then blogging and tweeting. I mean, it is truly a 24-7 job. And you talked a little bit about how you prioritize. I mean, you really do keep your end reader in mind, what that Essence Woman is really looking for. And um, I would imagine throughout the last eight months, there's been a few things that have kind of surprised you. I mean, I, you can't expect everything. It is a brand new beat for Essence and for you. What were some of the things that have kind of popped up and you said, wow, I, I wasn't expecting that, or boy, that was really surprising? Um, yeah, one thing that, ha I mean, you have to understand, I, I, you know, I, I moved here from New York City, and my coverage of politics was, um, 
it just wasn't it wasn't up close and personal the way it is now and maybe this shouldn't have been surprising to me but i think seeing just sort of the how deeply bipartisan our government is and like the attacks that happen um has been kind of surprising to me it gets really nasty sometimes and i think you know just going back to the joe wilson situation of last week kind of was a culmination of what what that's like you know when you have these joint sessions of congress in in and of itself there's such a sharp divide between the two aisles and where one session one side is standing up and cheering and shouting and the other side's mad you know and, and it's on both sides of the aisle you know the republicans will be laughing and then the democrats are angry it's almost like high school sometimes um and you kind of wonder wow how does anything even get done in this environment um so it's I actually like that's just watching that's been like all the drama of it really and seeing that in person is, is been, has been really interesting for me. Um, oh, I, wasn't, I can only imagine. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that before I got here. And I was just thinking about covering the hard policy and the seriousness and like seeing all these huge personalities and drama is something that's kind of just been a twist I wasn't really thinking about at the beginning. Yeah, you really get to see people at their their rawest state sometime, and that's not always very pretty. I can only yeah, imagine. Yeah, say the least. Um, and and I would imagine too that you you probably anticipated there would be a lot of scrutiny on this first family because they are breaking down barriers. They are the first of their kind, and and especially Michelle Obama. I feel like she's just really um, been under the microscope ever since. Um, the race for the White House, and now that she is our first lady, I would imagine that you know she is really under a lot of scrutiny. Do you do you feel that she's kind of been given a little bit of a harder time than other first ladies? Maybe not as much of a pass. Do you think she maybe puts her out herself out there a little bit more? Yeah, I, I would absolutely say that there is a lot of scrutiny of her, more so than previous first ladies. I, I, I would say not since Jacqueline Kennedy have we had this much fascination with the president's wife. And, you know, from what she's wearing to where she's eating to even, like, what her facial expression is at any given moment has been it's covered in intense detail. And, and, and one, one, I actually, we have a first lady blog that an editor in New York does every day to get into some of the more, the buzz that I don't, I'm not, I, I might not be able to focus on. So, like, what the family's doing on vacation, conversations that people are having about her hair. You know, that's, like, a whole other section that we have on the website. But I think, um, yeah, I think, I think uh, it's been interesting to watch the transformation of public opinion before. I mean, transformation of public opinion on her. Um, because I think, like you mentioned, she was scrutinized even before she became first lady on the campaign trail. Um, and she was picked apart and, you know, Everything she said was had this negative slant back then. And for an example, when she would try to humanize her husband to people and talk about his socks being on the floor, on the floor, she was called disrespecting her husband. Or when she said she was really proud of her country, that you know blew up into being anti-American. Um, but now, as first lady, she's really had a stage to really introduce herself to the country and to the world, and she's taken control of her image because. She knows that the spotlight's on her, and I think she's been really savvy of controlling her image, um, and and she's really reversed that public opinion of her. Her, she, her approval ratings are very high, um, and what she's done is she's focused a lot on being a mother, 
first and foremost to Sasha and Malia. She's championed a variety of, of causes um, from fighting childhood obesity and advocating healthy eating to supporting military families, volunteerism. So she's managed to, uh, you know, to go from being this strangely reviled woman uh, to a highly <laughs> approved public figure. Yeah, it is. It has been a strange uh, transformation, and it hap- has happened rather quickly. And to your point, she has carefully crafted that transformation very, very successfully. Do you, what do you think she represents for American women? And do you think that's different for African American women? Well, I think. Um, I think. I mean, I, I and I, I also want to say, while I do think that she has, you know, controlled her image. I don't want to imply that she's manufacturing an image because I think that's right. why a lot of people like her is that she does she has made a connection with American women, um, and I think that there's there's a realness about her that people can kind of relate to. Um, so you know, I think for all of her credentials as a Harvard and Princeton trained attorney, a hospital executive, she's really focused on um, you know just who, just being true to who she is. Um, you know, giving back to people like who aren't in as privileged situations as she is, never forgetting where she comes from. She's not stuffy. So I think people are just able to relate to that in general. And women, mothers of all different colors, are able to see her, um, you know, loving her children and, and, and making it all work, and, and they can identify with that. I do think for African-American women, however, there's another level to it because as I mentioned before, she's very popular. She's celebrated for her beauty, for her fashion, for her intellect. And that's something that we don't see that often. You know, we don't have a black woman who's so celebrated on this scale. We've never really had that before. And it's, an, it's affirming in a way for a lot of African-American women um, to see Michelle Obama as the first black first lady. It's like just as meaningful, if not more meaningful, to see that than, than, than having, um, you know, Barack Obama be the first African American president because they can relate to her story and her background, and uh, to see someone celebrated for being a confident, self-possessed, self-assured Black woman is—it's been a great source of pride, I think, for a lot of our readers. Well, and we know Oprah certainly has embraced her. I mean, even putting her on the cover of O, which is a first, and I—that doesn't hurt <laughs> either. Right. I'm sure. I mean, I think Oprah's held in high esteem as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, well, I mean, obviously they go back to their Chicago time, but, sure. and I think, uh, again, it's just, there's, 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 what, what, what makes her stand apart from, I think, uh, everyone else's idea of, of the first lady is that she is, she comes from a really genuine place. In our interview with Essence, she talked about in every step of this process of being First Lady, she's wanted to stay true to herself and be as natural as she can in the middle of all of this. Um, you know, and so when she speaks, like, you know, I follow her around a lot. Having watched her, you know, a lot, I can say that she does come across as really genuine when she's speaking off of the script, you know, when she's not reading from a speech that she's prepared and she's talking to kids from um, economically depraved neighborhoods and telling them that she's living proof that they can control their own destiny, things like that. It just resonates as being really inspiring. And so she's just managed to connect with people in a very um, intimate way. Oh, absolutely. It definitely transcends pretty much everything that she does. And and so we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I do want to take a look at um, 
the power she has on driving marketing and and magazine sales because she certainly has been on plenty covers. Uh, But does it necessarily mean automatic gold? So more on that when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Did you know? 99designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Hey affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I'm joined today by Cynthia Gordy, Washington correspondent with Essence Magazine, and we've been talking about Michelle Obama's impact on the American woman and a little bit on the media. Uh, but I want to dive into that a little bit more. Um, you know, I feel like everywhere I've turned, I've seen her on magazine covers, and I was reading an ad age story about her impact on magazine sales. And in that story, the reporter gave stats that showed among general interest magazines such as People, U.S. Weekly. Um, Ladies Home, Us Weekly, Ladies Home Journal, and New York Magazine that she actually didn't cause huge sales at the stands. But when it came to sales of magazines aimed at African-American readers, she really has been a hot seller. Um, what has been your experience with her with her pull and her ability to sell through magazines? You know, there definitely is a kind of celebrity um, atmosphere surrounding not only the First Lady, but the entire Obama family, and I think part of that interest is, you know, superficial. She's her hair, her clothes, her makeup. It's she's a very fabulous person, you know, and she wears a dress that flies off the racks because everybody wants it. Um, so I think that's part of the the draw there. Um, 
And as far I mean, I, I don't know. I think magazine sales are challenged across the board, no matter who's on the cover. It's definitely been a challenge in offices all over the country. Um, but I, I, I guess I do think maybe for some people, it's still. Um, I don't know. I think I think some a lot of the interest for some people is more superficial. And so while you might pick up the magazine, you might not buy it. Whereas African American women, as I mentioned before, so um, the connection is a little bit deeper. So. You know, when we put her on the cover, obviously, that's going to be one of our top sellers. Do you think overall with her impact just across the board on American women and the fact that she's setting fashion uh, trends and that type of thing, do you think it's raised an awareness among advertisers and marketers about the power of African-American women in general? I mean, we already know African-American women are hugely successful at starting and maintaining their own businesses and coming into... and coming into money of their own and power of their own. Do you think that Ms. Obama has kind of helped facilitate that awareness? I think um, I think there's definitely potential for her to facilitate that awareness, um, but I still think the effect that she's going to have in the long run is yet to be determined. Because although she's, people are really drawn to her and she has a high popularity, I don't know that we're at a point where black women in general are kind of seen that way and valued in that way. Because I still think a lot of people look at her as, as a curiosity. You know, it's kind of like, wow, she's, she's so accomplished and she's a great mom and she's in a loving marriage and, like, that's so different. <laughs> Whereas it's not that different. You know, like at Essence Magazine, we know that there are many black women just like Michelle Obama, and we cover them in the pages of our magazine every single month. They're just not portrayed as much um, in popular culture um, or in mainstream magazines. So I, while I do think there's a potential for people to see black women as beyond, you know, the, the angry black woman on reality TV shows or like the hip-hop video girl, um, I, I, I'm reluctant to say that we've arrived there. Um, but I think she definitely can play a role to elevate other images of black women. Um, but I think the potential for having, I guess, arrived at that place where you know, she's, she's had a huge effect in the way that black women are, are, are marketed to or represented. That's, I think, to be determined. Right. Do you feel like the fascination with Michelle Obama will continue? I mean, do you, do you feel like after eight months um, that it's kind of hit its climax? Or do you feel like that American people and especially American women and marketers and media are going to continue to really be focused on her? It really doesn't show any signs of slowing down. I think they're going to continue it. And I, I think also, um, you know, she, she's so active. It's not just, it's not only that, you know, people are following her. It's also that she's kind of made it a point to be involved and, and out there and put herself out there. Um, you know, to, you know, she has, she has regular events, not, not all the time, not too much. You don't see too much of her, but like about once a week, she'll, she'll do something, whether it's, um, you know, inviting children into the White House for a jazz workshop or, I don't know, going out to visit a community center. She's, she's always kind of giving people something to look at, um, you know. So I, I think, you know, tomorrow she's hosting an event. Um, her and, and the president are having an event at the White House. Uh, where they're bringing a bunch of Olympic athletes over, and and she's going to use that opportunity to talk about the importance of a healthy lifestyle. So I think, you know, as long as she continues to put herself out there, people are still going to be watching her. 
Yeah. Well, last question, and then we're going to have to wrap it up, unfortunately, because I could just ask a million and one questions uh, all day long about this topic. But do you feel like that her popularity will rise and fall with her husband's, or do you feel like she's been able to carve out a distinctive separate personality from the president? Yeah, I think, um, although, she, I mean, every once in a while, she'll stump kind of for her, her husband's policies, but she's been pretty careful to, like, not delve deeply into politics you know she she always says i get to do the fun stuff you know i get to have i get to host the poetry night at the white house i get to um you know it's like she's she's always doing like really cool stuff i don't know i get to you know organize the easter egg roll at the white house so i think that her popularity um has started off high and it stayed high whereas the president's <laughs> popularity we've obviously seen a dip um as he's trying to push through more aggressive policies that people are wary about so yeah i think i think um you know even though they're such a team uh you know obviously they're they're a pair they're a married couple she's managed to really carve out a place just for herself and in a position just for herself that people see separately from the president and so and and her her popularity has remained extremely high and i think yeah. it will continue well, to do so well, and I, I, I don't see any any lack of enthusiasm for her, that's for sure. And as I said, everywhere I turn, I, I see her somewhere. And I, I do agree. I think that's probably going to continue for quite some time. And I, I wish you the best of luck at staying on top of this beat. It's, it's a hugely, uh, it's, a, it's a huge thing to undertake, but it sounds like that you're having a great time with it and doing a wonderful job. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on the show. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for joining me today. And for those of you out there who don't already subscribe to Essence, or if you're interested in learning more about the magazine and checking out more of Cynthia's work, you definitely want to uh, log on to Essence.com and also check out her blog. And you can follow her on Twitter um, at the magazine's Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Essence Online for more of Cynthia Gordy. Well, thanks to George, my producer, for a great show today. And join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings. I'll be joined by Tina Sharkey, CEO of BabyCenter.com. She joined BabyCenter in 2007 as chairman and global president, and she had already co-founded iVillage and headed up AOL's instant messaging platform. We're going to talk about the lure of the Baby Center Challenge and herself as a Baby Center mom. That's coming up next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, right here on Purse Strings. Until then, thanks so much for joining me today. Make it a great one.